Welcome to another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, on which I am very happy to be joined once again by news editor Pui Guan Man, but also making an eagerly awaited return, editor Sam McClary. Uh, Sam, it's been a pretty action-packed few weeks for you since you uh, last appeared way back at the start of April. You've been, been travelling the world. Yes, three traveling months, the, I believe. Travelling the world. <laughs> Scotland and Slovenia. <laughs> well, there was Mipim as well. But, you know. And Mipim. Yeah. 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 Okay. South of France, Scotland, Slovenia, Slovenia just the S's. Yeah. So a, a, a relatively small radius of the world, I suppose. Yeah. But but, yeah. but travelling nonetheless. Indeed. Indeed. Well, it's great to be various... back. <laughs> and how how was uh, most recently? How was Padel? So Padel, yeah, Padel was in Slovenia. That's the that's mm. the third S. Um, it was amazing. Padel is always amazing. Mm. Um. And this year, particularly so because it was the 10th anniversary of the ride. So for people who don't don't know, Padel is a women in real estate bike ride raises huge amounts of money for for charities um, uh, run by Club Peloton. Um, and yeah, it's grown from year one when uh, there was 20, 20 women all sort of um, coerced into riding from London to Paris in uh, in that first instance uh, to over the last couple of years we've had to cap the numbers at 60 and it's just such a I think it goes to show actually the progress that there is uh, in real estate that you know we had to scrabble around looking for 20 women and and now it's um, we have to turn people away <laughs> and um the event is great if you like to ride a bike, obviously, and we go to beautiful places. And if people have not checked out Slovenia, they absolutely should. Amazing, beautiful mountains, lakes. People are pretty, pretty lovely. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, there's all these women now from all sorts of different parts of the industry. We've got sen- senior women there, people just starting out on their careers. It creates this amazing network of of um amazing women in the industry that can help each other out um and we were talking this year given that it was the 10th anniversary of what the sort of legacy of it is and not only is it um you know raised hundreds of thousands of pounds for for charity um it also has um spawned maybe the world's biggest whatsapp group um (laughs) with uh i think 400 women have come through the ride and they just talk on there it's uh, all the time uh, and it's not it's not just rubbish um, and it's not just about bi- bikes it's about hey can someone help me with this or make a connection uh, and that I think is what the legacy of of the ride is this this network of phenomenal phenomenal women and speaking of amazing women in real estate we uh, has Sam not managed to tempt you onto the saddle yet what a segue. Oh, I'm blushing. Um, no, I, I have reservations about being possibly the, the, the one at the very back, huffing and puffing and slowing everyone us down, uh, slowing everyone down on the on the route to Slovenia. But um, but no, I'm, I'm inspired um, to potentially um, make a debut next year. If Sam, you might be able to teach me how to ride a bike first. <laughs> Just a small, a small that has obstacle. To be. That has to be a video series on the, on the EG website, surely. <laughs> well, I Bible. think that that's the first time where you've said this and been recorded. So yes, uh, I think that's, that's uh, um, pretty much a given for, <laughs> for, ne- for next year. We'll make sure we find a nice place to go for your debut on the Padel. 
Oh, I'm uh, going to be held to account now. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, now, Sam, there, there is something I've been wanting to ask you uh, for, for quite a while and I've been waiting for you to make your return. So can you tell me about whales? The country or the mammal? Well, I mean, by all means, go into great detail on, on the country, albeit it doesn't and doesn't begin with S, so you haven't been there. Uh, but um, yeah, the, 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 the sea mammal would be preferable. <laughs> uh, if you could tell me what 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 what's so important about Wales uh, when it comes to real estate? What's Wales got to do with it? Um, <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Tina. Um, do you know <laughs> Wales have got a, a huge amount to do with real estate, and uh, and people may think, oh oh, she's finally <laughs> lost it. What the hell is she talking about? I know she goes off on one from time to time, but Wales. Um, mm -hmm. So this was part of a really fascinating conversation um, EG had down at um, Footprint Plus in, in Brighton um, a few weeks ago now. Um, if it was Shoreham, it would be another S. Close. <laughs> but, um, and, and we were talking about um, the supply chain and actually how we need to think about those scope three emissions much um in much more detail if real estate actually wants to achieve its net zero um, carbon goals. You know, the scope one and two is pretty pretty easy and that is where everyone is putting their effort right mm. now. Um, and there was some stats um, shared in, amongst the discussion that of the 200 top real estate companies, sort of less than half are, you know, sort of looking at scope three because it's 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 really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and and part of the discussion was talking about um goods and materials and that that sort of thing. And you know, you might be building a beautiful uh, net zero building, but if you are getting your materials from overseas and having to ship them here, not only do you have to think about the emissions that that boat um, releases. But you have to think about how that impacts the whales. Mm. Obviously, I thought this is interesting. <laughs> um, uh, and so and we kind of skirted over it a little bit in the conversation because you would, wouldn't you? It's like we're talking about real estate. Why would we talk about whales? But when I was writing up the discussion, I dug a bit deeper into into it because the, the conversation from the very wonderful Kate, Kate Larson. And if anyone mm. has the opportunity to listen to Kate Larson speak, she's 100 miles an hour but really fascinating. But she was talking about how whales are actually sequesters of, of carbon. And um, I went off, did did what we as journalists do, do, mm. do uh, go and have a little dig into something. And um, so apparently all mammals are sequesters of, of carbon. And the longer you live, the more mm. you take in. Whales yep. live quite a long time and are quite big. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> So they uh, naturally um, take in all this carbon and when they die, they sink down to the bottom of the ocean uh, and the carbon is released there. It takes hundreds of years to get back to the to um, uh, the atmosphere. Mm. So they, they, they save tons and tons and tons of carbon per, per whale. But even more powerful than that is when whales uh, do their little thing out the blowhole I think yep. the blowhole um, <laughs> um, otherwise it's a completely different podcast uh, <laughs> um, they release um, all sorts of nutrients that I think they're called cytoplankton 
eat. That is a thing, I think, yeah. Yeah. And cytoplankton are the world's best sequesters of carbon. And um, the the more whales we have, the more cytoplankton there can be. And I'll be wrong with these numbers, but it was something like if we could get the whale population back up from 1.5 million to where it used to be, 4 4 Mm. million, with everything that they do, we could um, dramatically improve um, uh, carbon dioxide levels in, in in the atmosphere. And it would be the equivalent, I think it was something like the equivalent of planting 11 billion trees or wow. something ridiculous hmm. like that. So if you're thinking about building, you've got to think about, can I save a whale or am I going to kill a whale? And that is why I was talking about whales. It all makes perfect sense when you when you put it like that, Sam. Yeah. So we, so we, we have we have got actually, and I'm going to suggest this to our product people, um, but you might have noticed, radius users might have noticed that we've got a new, um, a new data set uh, on on radius that um, shows the EPCs of of every building that we have mm. have listed there. There's some 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 more data coming in soon, but I'm going to see if we can get uh, maybe the um, some whale data in there because I feel how it's many, really how many really whales important. were disrupted in the building of the yeah of the yeah. If you're doing due diligence, you need to know it for your scope three. So. Yeah, I'm going to put that to the product team. I think I think they're going to go for it. And, and and any offsetting budget should be sort of steered firmly in the direction of whale breeding. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there's a, I imagine there's a global effort to 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 do exactly that. Absolutely. Hopefully. If not, let's start one at EG. <laughs> uh, and from there, uh, we move on to the great white whale of modernisation of the RICS. How's about that for a link? What a link! Uh, and... Fire today, Jess. <laughs> Tasked, had a good uh, with, Sunday breakfast. <laughs> that's right. Uh, tasked with steering that ship forward, if that's not mixing uh, seafaring me- metaphors a little bit too much, is new chief exec Justin Young. So, Pui, uh, we've talked uh, several times now about uh, the recent RICS crisis uh, on this very podcast. So what is the latest and uh, how well suited is Young uh, to take things forward? Well, it seems that, you know, it may be a, a little unfair to, to comment on the suitability of, of him in the role when he hasn't, he's yet to take up the role. I think it's in July that he's stepping in. Um, but um, but yeah, the RICS is still still very much working its way through a turnaround and, and trying to find its feet after everything that unfolded um, a couple of years that years back. And um crucial to that really has been its hunt for a, for a new permanent leader to help spearhead that uh, turnaround. So they've had Richard Collins in the role on an interim basis, and his term had actually originally meant to end in October last year. So their search for a permanent uh, boss has had sort of begun in in earnest originally with a director general title in June last year, after um, Lord Michael Bichard um, published his review into uh, you know governance and purpose at the organisation, and. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, they've finally made this appointment, um, Justin Young, who's going to be stepping into the role next month. And, and among several other COO titles and quite a few, um, notably at some of the big law firms, he was also a former army captain who mm. commanded a tank troop uh, on Operation Desert Storm in the 90s. Wow. 
So doubtless the industry is going to be hoping that he gets, um, you know, ev- everyone in line, everything in line. Cue all the puns. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I think Sam 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 found a couple for a leader. I think. <laughs> yeah, there was some excellent ones in there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it has come at a very critical point, I think, um, for the RICS because um, it is being uh, discussed in Lords um, at the moment, um, and and that discussion around, um, you know, making sure that the, the government. Um, uh, well, the government has been looking at uh, whether or not it needs to independently review the work and performance in the RICS, and that is uh, so. It's bec- it's come at a really quite pivotal time for them. Um, yeah yeah um i mean i think sources on the whole uh i i think there's i mean there's always going to be a sense of optimism in the sense that we need to give this chap a chance um but at the Mm. same time there is that underlying issue of the structure really the existing structure of at the rics and how his role is going to sit with the others um because um you know i think there's if i'm correct in remembering there's three chairmen <laughs> at the rics there's of of different bodies at the rics mm. there's the governing council there's the board and uh, you know so it's still yeah I, I think there's still quite a lot of question marks i think there's yeah. a there is a desire isn't there for ricks to sort itself out and you know people it, it's worth it like all of this pain that it, the institution is going through at, at the moment is worth it if we can, if it can get turned around and do what it needs needs to do. And I think, um, we like like the people that you've been talking to, those that are, that I chat with are, you know, they're they're really hopeful for for Justin and Martin um, Samworth in his role as chair of the um, board, um, you know, because they're people that are passionate about fixing the rics i think justin with his track record of um as the coo and all the transformation projects he's he's done has like has the skill doesn't he and definitely with that military background he's gonna (laughs) he's gonna probably have Mm -hmm. to call on that quite a lot but you can have the skill but if the if the structure isn't there to put that into into action then who knows? And, you know, every time we write about the RICS and, you know, I know we, I know we poke it and it's really easy to um, talk it, talk it down, but we, we do it from a place of, come on, we can do, we can do better here. It's supportive poking. But every time we do that, we get, or I certainly get, I don't know if you do as well, we get emails from people who are so frustrated, you know, they still pay their dues. They still care about it. They still want to have those, letters after their name but they're just a bit like "Mm, I don't like I don't know if I don't know if it's worth it I want it to be worth it but I don't know if it is and and it's such a it's such a juxtaposition isn't it because and you know I wrote this in the leader that it's so lovely when you see grads so excitedly posting across LinkedIn oh you know I've passed my APC I'm now you know now chartered and it it clearly does mean something to to them but then there's this you know, really disengaged membership, um, and it's such a big body, global body. And if you if you can't get people to feel part of that family and, and really care about about it, then I don't know. I, I you know, the the pessimist in in me worries. You've you've given given the membership a little bit of a clarion call and urged them to get more involved this week, Sam. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the um, they had the governing council um, elections quite recently. And the governing council is very important. You know, it sets the tone for the RICS. It sets, sets the standards. And if there is a membership that wants the RICS to change, then they need to get on that that board or at least support people going, going for it. And the turnout for the elections was 7.5%, which, you know, I know we nobody likes um, voting in an election at the, mo- at the moment because, <laughs> like, who have you got to vote for? But that is that is poor. That is really poor. Um, someone said to me um, this week when we were talking about the RICs that if you, um, that if you want to see apathy personified, just look at look at the RICS mem- membership. And yeah, I just think if you want to change something, you've got to you've got to get involved. You can't sit on the sidelines and and whinge about it. You've got to get involved, make the make the change. So yeah. If you're a member, come on, talk to them, help them fix it. As a resident of Nadine Dorries constituency, I'm actively looking forward to an election myself. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any chance to vote, well, very welcome. And um, so uh, in addition, Sam, um, last week, Pui and I were joined by Kelly Cantford and Misa von Tunzelman from Freehold to discuss the results of EG's latest LGBTQ plus attitudes and actions in real estate survey. Uh, you missed out on that that brilliant discussion because you were peddling furiously around Slovenia. Uh, and I know the survey um, is very important to you. So I thought I would just ask you for your thoughts now on what the response was like this year to the survey and and what uh, what, what the results indicated to you. Yeah, thank you. It was a great um, um, episode, by the way. And if people haven't listened to it, they should go back and listen to it because it was really, really insightful. And thank you to uh, Misa and Kelly for for coming on. And thank you to Pui for uh, presenting the results and being uh, a legendary self. Um, I think um, surveys are really hard to hard to do. Everyone gets a bit of survey apathy. But I was actually really pleased with the engagement that we that we got, you know, it was largely um, LGBT community. So, um, uh, you know, there I, I wasn't expecting thousands upon thousands of uh, of responses, but we got a, a, a good solid amount of responses to be able to tell a story. And you know, I know you talked about this la- last week, but overall, nudging in the right direction. And and for mm. me, the um, the fact that you know nearly three quarters of LGBTQ plus people would would recommend real estate as a place to work that's good that's mm-hmm. really good and we should be um, proud of that but it needs to get to 100%. Um, so uh, there are some positives there but it's still the you know the the same problems still exist. You know I know you talked about um, the transactionary markets um, still needing to work a lot harder. Um, you know, if you're a gay man, a gay white man in real estate, you're probably all right mm. um, at the moment. But if you are trans or bi or a person of colour, I think you're probably having a, a tougher, tougher time. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there's still a, a lot more to a lot more to do. Um, but it, it's going in the right direction, I guess. You know, my my call out to people would be you know, for the. Second time this year, we asked people to um, talk about whether there were exemplars in the industry. And the um, people saying yes had gone down a little bit, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but there was still a really 
good list of companies that are doing the right thing with with some getting multiple nominations and um my call out to all those people that got a shout out for being really good share what you're doing Mm. with other other people you know if there's a if there's a competitor of yours that wasn't on that list you know them go and speak to them and say hey look um you should be on this list as as well because it's about the whole industry let me let me talk to you about what we're doing what lessons we've we've learned how how we've uh, come along on the on the journey and I think that's you know that's really incumbent on leaders of those businesses and um you know any anyone actually any level of of management any level of that business to just say hey how can I how can I help because this isn't you know this isn't about um JLL being better than a Knight Frank or a CBRE or Savills being better than um, a Gerald Eve or whoever it might might be. It's it's about us really progressing this in industry and making it inclusive for all because it should be a really amazing. I mean, I know I say this all the time, but it should be a really amazing industry to work in. You know, we get to um, create communities and build stuff and and you know you can earn good money in it but you can make you can make a real difference um so yeah that that's my take on it um uh jess and yeah and you know we'll keep doing it and and huge huge thanks to free um freehold for always supporting us i know they said thank you to us but actually a big thank you to them Mm -hmm. as well absolutely yeah there's there's plenty of opportunities in the industry to to have league tables and can can compare and measure it against each other but on this one we're, we're all in it together so very well very well said sam um it's been a busy week there's been quite a lot quite a lot to to catch up on so i, I have put together a little quiz to round oh, up the no. rest of the week's oh, news. No. so um sam uh, would you okay. like to go first or second i'll go first you'll go first okay so roughly what share of occupiers globally plan to reduce their real estate footprint in the next two years sam Oh, it was quite a lot. Was it a third? It is quite a lot. It's 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 more than a third. Where would you have known? Was it answer? nearly two thirds? It is nearly two thirds. Sixty-three oh, percent. Um, this is according to Cushman and Wakefield's What Occupiers Want report. So I mean that's a, a, a startlingly high amount, and certainly will will give give us plenty to be writing and talking about over the next two years if that's the case. Um, we, which modular housing company became the latest developer to file for administration this week? Oh, it is um, Ilka Homes. It is indeed. Uh, they do hope to rescue the business through a sale and are in talks with 15 potential investors. So 1-0 to Puy. Sam, the former Debenham store in which city is to become a new public square? Uh, a story written by uh, your good colleague uh, this week. This is in in Cardiff, and it's really really interesting. You know the fact that Landsec said um, we're going to remove a building, a building where we could get income, mm. maybe not from a department store, but we could get <laughs> we could get income, and we're going to replace that with grass and trees and somewhere for people to mm. um, relax. and uh, And I think it opens up part part of the city as well, and just really putting value on that open open space and the environment so um kudos to to landsite there 
Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully more developers will follow suit. Uh, there's certainly no shortage of department stores out there that could be repurposed in such a way. Um, we, uh, turning to another retail giant, uh, who has written down the value of its central London HQ by over £15 million? Uh, that would be John Lewis Partnership. Yeah. It is indeed 2-1 uh, to Pui. Um, okay, so now we have our missing words. Um, and I've missed, a, I've missed a word out of my missing <laughs> word headline, which is slightly <laughs> perplexed me for the moment. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that the missing word is London, uh, and I'm going to insert it into this headline. London sees rise of blank office sector, Sam. London sees rise of blank oh, office sector. I luckily know this. Super prime. It is super prime, and hopefully I was right about that missing word of my own. Uh, super prime. London has seen a record number of deals north of £100 per square foot in uh, the first quarter of 2023, according to data from CBRE. Uh, so that, that sort of gap between uh, the, the best and the rest is, seems to be just kind of growing wider and wider. Uh, so Pui, uh, this for victory. Um, planting a blank. Planting a blank. Oh, oh, right. There's no other context. <laughs> no, there's no other context. Um, planting a flag. Correct. Oh, really? Pulled it out. Uh, three, two. This is Evelina's uh, EG interview with Biomed Realty Leasing oh. boss Colleen O'Connor. Well worth a read. Uh, as O'Connor discusses the company's UK expansion plans in the thriving life sciences sector. Uh, so well done, Pui. A fantastic victory. Uh, after a, a, a compliment-filled podcast, you, you'll be cock-a-hoop for the rest of the weekend, I'm sure. Um, Once a year, we you. compliment Pui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. I don't have to take it. this. It's too much. <laughs> Uh, thank you to you both uh, for joining. Sam, I hope it won't be uh, this long until uh, the next time you're on. But, um, uh, whenever you can fit us into your, your busy uh, globetrotting schedule. I'll come with another animal fact. Animal yes. environmental fact and Excellent. how that relates that's, to real estate. That can be the new podcast show. That's what we want to see. Um, <laughs> thank you to you both. Uh, everyone else, enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week with another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning.